You are now listening to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of What the Health. I'm your host, Lena Lahire, and today I'm joined by special guest, Dr. Raymond Nichols, whose mission is to connect the disconnected, the disempowered, and the suffering back to their authentic power and expression. Dr. Raymond helps people function better, heal better, and adapt to life better by ensuring the brain-body connection is functioning optimally. Him and his wife, Dr. Mariah Schaefer, own Align Life Chiropractic in Greenville, South Carolina, and they have three amazing children who are 11, 3, and 5 months old. He has served on many leadership boards in the past, and most recently, his clinic was awarded the fastest growing clinic out of 40 clinics. I am honored to have him on the show to talk about health from his holistic perspective and to shed some light into how you can be your healthiest self. Welcome to the show, Dr. Raymond. Awesome. Uh, I am pumped. I'm super excited. I'm glad you have me. Glad you asked me. Um, Just super excited to see where this goes and see the value that uh, can come out of this, this conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. So let's start by giving our listeners, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background information about you, Yeah. how you got into chiropractics, like just tell us a bit about you. Yeah. Um, so just a little background information. Um, I'm originally from Laura, Mississippi. Um, so if you guys are familiar with Mississippi at all, um, we are one of the most obese state in America, one of the most unhealthiest states in America. Typically, we're racing between it's us, Louisiana or West Virginia as far as racing to see like who's going to be number one, number one obesity in the state. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like a race that you don't want to be in. Right. Mm-hmm. And from my opinion. Um, so a little background there, because like I grew up in what we call a allopathic uh, model, allopathic mindset, um, meaning that, I mean, anytime I had a cough, sneeze, sniffle, anything, I was given some type of medication for it. Uh, and that's how I grew up. And my grandparents, they, they did the very best that they could. And I understand that, especially as an adult, um, because they were just literally doing what was taught to them and that's how they knew right so they were doing the best they could with the knowledge that they had um but i actually started to see a a difference i started to see uh i was just aware of what was going on and what had happened in the past like with my my great grandmother uh, um having a heart attack at 49 years old dying um, and like these things kept happening and then they're continuing to happen. And I see these different things. I'm like, like, man, like something's not right here. Like I didn't, but I didn't know like what, what the other side looked like though. You know what I mean? Cause I was only exposed to this, this one thing, but I was able to, I don't know how, but I was able to just see like, okay, there's something not right here. Like this can't be how life is. This can't be taking the, having a bag full of medication pills, taking this daily, um, suffering through these illness. And like, it's just like, this can't be like, um, and so I really, I really own the, the fact that the body heals itself. Uh, I think we all know that, but 
I think we kind of take it for granted how intelligent the body actually is. But I really owned that concept early on. And then that actually is what drove me to chiropractic because I used to think chiropractic was if you got in a car accident, then that's when you go see a chiropractor. Like that's the, that's all I knew, knew about chiropractic. Um, but I was blown away by the time I visited a chiropractic office and I was in undergrad at the time, my last year, last semester actually. And I visited the office and I was here I am with my little mind coming from Mississippi. I felt that, hey, like I'm, I'm expecting people coming in and pain, hurt, like they don't want to be there, uh, like all these different things. But people come in happy, like wellness patients. Um, they're excited, like the energy's high. I'm like, like this isn't what I thought chiropractic was. Um, so that like really shook me up. Uh, but in a good way, because so I'm like, man, like I didn't see what's what this chiropractic thing really is. Um, and then I just started looking into chiropractic schools. Um, fortunately, I had a cousin in chiropractic school at the time. So I was able to talk with him and get more insight on chiropractic, the school process and just everything about the profession. And like after talking with him for two hours, I'm like, man, this is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I just. I knew it right then and there because the basis of chiropractic is that, yes, is that the literally the philosophy, the foundation of it is that the body heals itself, which it does, right? And it does that through the nervous system, okay? And it's like, okay, let's, how can we help people have a more optimal nervous system by adjusting the spine and make sure that the spine isn't interfering with the nervous system in the way that it communicates to the body, in the way the body communicates to the brain. Um, that made so much sense to me. I'm like, man, this is, this is what I want to do. And I, we've been practicing two years now and I just absolutely love every second of it. Um, being a business owner, I love that aspect too. Uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really, really amazing to, to be able to serve people, see people, um, express their optimal health, even when they even think they had it, even because, for me, I hold space for them because I know exactly what resides within all of us. And I hold that space for them because I know what they're capable of, even if they don't even see it. Mm-hmm. And when they start to express it, it's like, like, ah, there you are. I knew you were there. That's, That's a little wonderful. background. Me. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's, it really sounds like you found your flow. Like you're just mm. in it. Yes. Love that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely love that. And you know, it, it's interesting because a lot of people do look at, at being a chiropractor and thinking, well, yeah, that's when you're in a car accident or, um, you know, the one post you said that I want you to explain a little bit more is that you're more than just a bone cracker. Like <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not what you do. So when you talk about how you allow the nervous system to communicate with the body better. Can you unpack that a little bit for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the best way to describe it, um, I like to just break it down and make things simple. Um, so I think it's going to start with, I outside, so outside of my house, we have this tree. There's always this, this bird nest up there. Um, so I had this thing, like this just idea, I'm like, not idea, but more so like just curiosity. I'm like, man, I wonder how birds know how to make a nest. Have you ever thought about that before? I've thought about lots of that kind of stuff before, <laughs> for sure. 
right? Um, but it was just something I was like, like, man, like, is there like this bird nest, this bird nest making school somewhere, or nest making <laughs> university? And, and I'm like, no, and like, it has to be like, it's nature, right? It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's within them. They know, like, it's just a part of nature. It's just a part of them, and just birds being birds, right? And so let's let's take the same concept, the same this nature, this instinct. We have the same exact thing, okay? But animals are really, they're driven, like, instinctual. Like, they're, that's all that they are, right? And they're just doing what animals do, right? Just mm-hmm. like um, I did a post about viruses just doing what viruses do. That's all. Like, it's, they're just doing what they do. Just like humans do what they do, we do what we do too. So take the same concept. And if we cut ourselves, ask the same question. Like, how do we heal? Do we go to do we go to healing school? No, we don't, right? If we went to healing school to learn how to cut, learn how to heal a cut, we'll be in school our entire lives and we'll probably die in school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the reality of it. It wouldn't be productive. So the body heals itself. Right. So I think it's understanding that. And it's understanding that there's an instinct, there's a, a just a natural component to that, just like the birds making the nest. Like they're not taught that it's just an instinctual thing, or it's just this this thing, this inborn intelligence that we're born with. It makes sense. Yeah. So we have this inborn intelligence. So this inborn intelligence is within us, but this inborn intelligence needs a vehicle to be able to do its job. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the vehicle that the inborn intelligence uses is our brain and our spinal cord and the nerves that course um, through our, our entire body. So that's the vehicle that the this inborn intelligence uses to be able to heal, to be able to function, and then be able to adapt. All right. The thing that protects that spinal cord, right, in the in the brain is your skull and your spine. Mm-hmm. So what we see is that if we have what we call in, in, in chiropractic realm is a subluxation, which is a misaligned vertebrae. Okay. So we have a misaligned vertebrae, uh, misaligned bone in the spine or we have spinal problems, then that can actually interfere with the nervous system, with the spinal cord. So if that's interfering with the spinal cord, then that means that this inborn intelligence that's supposed to be utilizing the nervous system to be able to heal us and function and adapt, it can't use that the capacity that it will, it, it should have, right? Because there's, there's an interference there that's stopping that from happening. So now as a chiropractor, it's okay, let's find, let's, let's go through the spine and find, okay, where do we need to adjust to be able to um, remove that interference to allow that nervous system to function like it should and to allow the inborn intelligence to be able to do its job. Mm-hmm. All right. I love that. That's an amazing way yeah. of explaining it. So hopefully that wasn't like too deep um, and like too out there, but that's been like my best way of explaining the natural thing that we have in us that heals and also the vehicle that it uses and the fact that the vehicle has protection. And if the protection is exposed and the vehicle can't function like it should, meaning that the driver can't drive its vehicle like it should. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you like when you have misalignment, I mean, there's all sorts of symptoms that can <laughs> exactly. come up, isn't there? Like it, like digestive <laughs> issues uh, mood issues, sleep issues, like headaches, you name it. 
I'm a big like, believer in chiropractic, so I'm a bit biased, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but it, it's true, right? Like you don't have to, to believe in something to make it effective, right? Like, yeah. And that's, <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm really glad you said that, like the believer part. Cause when I, when I hear that, it's like, for some reason, people think like chiropractic is like something to believe in. Like, like no. is, I don't care if you like my patient believe in it or they don't believe in it. It's like chiropractic works. Just like if I drop, if I drop my, my, uh, my spin drift right here, right? <laughs> if I drop my spin drift on the ground, like it's going to, it's going to go down to the ground every time because of gravity, right? Mm-hmm. You can believe in gravity or you don't have to believe in gravity, but mm-hmm. it's there. It's working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chiropractic is the exact same thing. It's nothing to believe in. Like it works. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you have a misalignment, you have to put it back in. My husband is British and uh, British people are notoriously, um, <laughs> they don't like to go to the doctor or any kind gotcha. of health professional. Okay. And so when, uh, when he found out that I had been seeing my chiropractor for like 10 years, he was like, why? <laughs> I'm like, because I want to function and I'm athletic, yeah. right? Like, and even, awesome. if you're, yeah. even if you're not athletic, right? Like you need to function. So you see a lot of postural issues. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the side we live in right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would like you to explain the most common postural issues that you're seeing in clinic and some of the ways that people can start to correct some of those with chiropractics with yeah. different exercises. Um, yeah. So I think the main thing is to address um, sitting is a new smoking. All right. So we sit entirely too much. So these bodies right here that we're in, we're meant to move. They mm-hmm. like, we're movers. Like, I don't care. Like, Mm-hmm. how you put it but we were meant to move and we just don't move enough um and because of it i'm seeing we're we're suffering right um in all kind of in all in all aspects but speaking more into the posture issue is that we're seeing so much the body isn't meant to sit so now what happens is our pelvis tends to go forward i'm sure you heard about just um anterior pelvic tilt anterior pelvic tilt right so it's going forward right so now when the pelvis is going forward then now what happens is the muscles that attach to the pelvis some get tighter and some become um disengaged per se right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. most of the time is the glutes become disengaged so people don't have strong glutes anymore right and glutes is a big muscle that we need to be able to engage Right. So the glutes aren't working. So it means that something has to compensate for it if the glutes aren't working. So typically it's the low back, the erector spinae muscles, right? Those muscles that outside of your spine that for some people you can see them literally looks like a you can put your hand down the center of it. Yeah. Um, big so multipedus. Re- yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're gonna geek there out go. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to geek out too much, but <laughs> yeah, <no>, geek out. <laughs> um but yeah so those things so have to to adapt to that so then we start then the thing is the body will adapt and that's what it's supposed to do but it's going to only adapt to the capacity of what it can like it's going to do what it can but when it can't do it anymore then that's when we start to have injuries that's when we start to have symptoms that start to show up because the body has adapted and you haven't corrected it so eventually it's going to um start communicating to you like hey like 
I'm going to give you some pain. I'm going to give you this because I need to get your attention because you haven't addressed this, right? You keep doing the same thing and you haven't addressed it. So I'm going I'm to I'm wake you up. I'm going to give you some attention. Um, and also the same thing when we're sitting, most of the time we have these cellular devices, right? Our, our computers, right? So we're always in just this forward position, mm-hmm. just like this, right? Mm-hmm. Shoulders slump forward. So most people have rounded shoulders. Most people have this forward hip, this uh, anterior head carriage. Um, and that's put a lot of stress on the spine, but not only on the spine. You got to think the spine protects the, the uh, spinal cord. So it puts a lot of strain on the spinal cord itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see this a lot in kids, unfortunately, um, when they come into the offices because they're born into this technological world and they don't get out and move, right? So they have anterior head carriage early on in life and it starts to set them up for things like ADHD, depression, anxiety, because that puts a lot of tension, a lot of pressure on the brainstem itself here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, we, I mean, we get awesome results with kids, but it's just unfortunate that kids are, um, because of the advancement, we're de-evolving, I feel like we're devolving as humans, if <laughs> that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so some things that I think some, just some, some takeaways from like right now, action steps is, is being conscious of the lack of motion that we're doing. So I think that's the first thing. So bring awareness to that. It's like, I need to move my body more. I'm not saying you have to get in the gym and lift 500 pounds. Like just move your body. I just say move. Like even as it's walking, just walk. I think people underestimate walking, but like just walk. Seriously, like we can just start there. Um, that's a great start, a place to start. Um, and also stretching when your body needs to stretch, right? Mm-hmm. But also when your body needs some resistance, let's do some resistance because the body is dynamic. I think for some reason we like to put it in this in this one lane and that's not just that's not how the body works the body is very very dynamic just like life is dynamic so for us to be able to adapt to life I feel that we need to be able to train dynamically so that we're able to adapt to life Mm. this dynamic life right Mm. um and that's never I've never articulated that way honestly so that was that was interesting so (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, so that was, those are some takeaways there and some things that I've see, I see all the time in the office. Um, it's, it's crazy. I see literally every patient, yeah. <laughs> every yeah. single patient. Uh, I would say majority. I would say nine out of 10. Yeah. And you know, this, for, this forward head posture is so detrimental. Um, I worked in the fitness industry for 10 years and decided- okay decided to go back to school to get a psychology degree and pursue becoming a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, studying has nearly killed me. Like it's just, it's just ruined my body sitting so much. I mean, I'm 32. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not 18. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you see this and, you know, I'm sure you're seeing it now more than ever with the pandemic and people being forced to mm. stay at home and we're seeing so much inactivity, um, so much more on our devices, on our screens. Like, how much are you seeing this now more than you were before? Yeah, yeah. so before it was definitely, it was a lot. But we definitely saw a big increase in, in that because people are at home. They don't have the proper ergonomic chairs, like t- tables, excuse me, tables. Um, so they're working from their either their couch, working from their bed, or working from 
kitchen mm-hmm. table, like mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> right. And it's putting a strain on their bodies and health. Um, and it's just not, it's not sustainable. And I've seen that. And like, I get patients come in, it's like, man, I've been working from home. Um, like, and they don't like it. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's crazy that how much, how much of a difference we've seen um, within this whole, this whole thing of like being isolated and uh, being in the house and working remotely. It's, it's been, it's been crazy, crazy, crazy. Like seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like I'm, I'm very fortunate. I have a whole setup. I actually have a standing desk on top of a desk, you know, like nice. I, I'm, I'm able to afford the setup, but a lot of people can't, right? So they are working at their yeah. kitchen table, you know? So I think there should be some government intervention on more ergonomically correct devices. I mean, you would, you would think our jobs would provide, our, their, their employers would provide that. So I don't, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been fairly negative all across the board, psychologically, physically, um, so many different facets, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely it has. Um, and even though the the standpoint of when when we talk about this head, this forehead posture and this rounded shoulders, like just think about that that posture as a whole. Like just take a second and just think about that posture. When you see people mm-hmm. in this posture, more like all the time, right? So think about that posture versus someone that's their shoulders back, head up. Like, just imagine those two people walking down the street. Like, you could you don't have to even talk to them, but you could, if we had to guess like how that person is or like their confidence, like you can you could really guess so many things just by someone's posture, mm-hmm. right? Because we're in this just and this is more of like a a stressful state, more of a, a protective state. Um, and then when we're up here, it's like, you know, you have, the, there's a confidence there. You can notice these different things in, in just our posture alone. And not even to say that when we're down here, that closes off the, the capacity of uh, oxygen that we get into the body, right? And then obviously being up here, the difference in what that makes. Um, so it's just so, it's just so many things um, that just posture alone, posture alone is affecting, uh, it has affecting our health. Mm, mm, couldn't agree with you more. So what is your view of being healthy? What does it look like? What does it entail? What does health look like for you? Yeah. Um, the simplest way to describe it, because I feel like we, we definitely have the wrong definition of health. Right. Mm. Uh, typically we think it's when I feel good, when I look good, if I'm skinny, like these things, right? And most of the, and most of them aren't even our, our ideas. Mm-hmm. They're things that's been portrayed through the media, like just you know, what I'm saying just all those different aspects. So that's not what health is. Health is first of all is function, mm-hmm. right? Am I functioning, right? Like if my is my my body's function like it should? If every organ function like it should, that's health. And also health is also the ability to adapt mm. right yeah the ability to adapt because the name of the game i'm telling patients all the time like the name of the game is adaptability mm-hmm. can you adapt the body is always adapting right when we come in contact with 
um, bacteria, different things, foreign pathogens. It's like, okay, how can I adapt to this foreign pathogen? Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, we just need to make sure that we're doing the things that the body requires. So, and if I ask, if I pose this question to someone, I was like, Hey, if I give you a plant, right. I'll give you a plant. Like, what are some things that you would do with this plant? Like to make sure that it thrives. What are some things that you would do with a plant to make sure it thrives? I'd probably put it on the windowsill so it could see some sunlight Mm -hmm. I'd give it water every day. Um, I'd make sure that the soil was, was what it needed to be. Um, yeah. Maybe go out and plant it in the yard if the weather was nice and take it out of mm-hmm. the house. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I would no, do. No, no, no. You're, no, you're spot on. And like, if I ask that question to anybody, they can answer it. Yeah. Because it's that simple. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, then take that same plant. We're, we're plants. We just have crazy emotions. All right. <laughs> and then some of us can't control. <laughs> well it's true right it's true so (laughs) so yeah we're we're those same plants so it's like take the same concept yes uh water right um get into the sun right get into the sunlight um making sure we're sleeping making sure we're moving uh meditation or mindfulness or just paying attention right let's just keep it there people get crazy with meditation but just paying attention and being in the moment Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um like these are basic foundational things that is how the body thrives and the needs of the body. So I've, if we just do these things, then the body is going to be able to adapt, to be able to heal and be able to function like it should. Um, majority of the time, I'm going to say majority of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. majority of the time. Um, and so I think that's what health is. Um, and it's just being better each day. And it's not this big like destination where you're like you're going. There's it's a journey. So each and every day, can you look in the mirror and be like, okay, I'm better than I was yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. and we can do that. Like, take those simple steps. I think that would be so beneficial to all of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like your philosophy because it's not about like doing these big grandiose kind of things. It's it's doing the small things every single day. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds like, you know, cliche, like, oh, the small <laughs> things add up, but like they actually do. <laughs> like, they actually do. But yeah, because it's just not like, they're not like the sexy things. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, like do this little thing, like walk. You know I'm mean? like, that's not sexy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, so I think we want these big dramatic things. Uh, we're dramatic. We're, we like to complicate things as humans. Um, but it's not like, it's really simple. Um, and I just like to try to keep it as simple as possible in every facet of life. Um, just cause it, 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 everything is so complicated right now. So like, let's just be simple. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all. Let's just be simple. That's sexy. Simple can be sexy. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, like, especially at a time right now when so many things are closed, like gyms, like I've always been a huge proponent of walking. Um, There's uh, for many, many reasons we won't get into, but like walking's free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's free. Just like go out and walk. And it's something simple, like you said. So you're fairly outspoken on social media, 
about current situations and and your Mm -hmm. views on that. How have you managed on social media to respond to like certain critics or, you know, what people might have to say to some of your viewpoints? Yeah. Um, So I'm, so it kind of goes back to what I was saying first about how what makes humanity beautiful is the fact that we do have different perspectives. We do have different views, different narratives. Um, And I think that's a beautiful thing um, because I'm actually able to learn when people do have a different view than me, then I can like, okay, you're saying that, like, just like see where they're coming from, right? But obviously some, a lot of people are at this very high state, high stress, and it's not even like, some things aren't logic because they're not, it can't even use a logical part of their brain no. anyway because they're in this stressful state. So it's more of a like an instinctual thing. So they're just like coming at you full speed and it's, it's all emotion, mm-hmm. right? It's all emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I'm able to just recognize that too. And mm-hmm. I don't respond to everything actually. <laughs> and at this point, like it's, it's honestly, it's really hard to respond to a lot of things too, but even when it wasn't like, I don't respond to everything because I feel like everything doesn't need a response. Or, and, and, if, and if I try to put my energy into every response that I get, that's like just just a different viewpoint than I, than I present it, then for me, that's very draining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love social media, but it can be very draining and I'm not trying to drain my energy on social media when I have people in the practice that depend on me I have my family I have people in the community um, and like no like I, I need my energy right mm-hmm. um, and it's okay to disagree uh, and we can we can agree to disagree like that's still a thing too um, believe it or not <laughs> it <is>. <laughs> <laughs> right. so uh, but yeah that's kind of how I handle that um, I do address some of them but some of them I don't um, and I just kind of like, let it, let's let it roll. And then honestly, what I've seen is that I, I don't get as many, I guess, opposite views as what maybe one would think. I don't know they why. They probably um, all unfollowed you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, maybe seriously, yeah, it could have. Could unfollow me, I guess. So that's that works too. <laughs> that's easy. But um, what I've seen is that though, the people like there's it like there's like create this virtual, this digital like tribe of like mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? And it's it's actually absolutely amazing because I've met so many people um, like mine, and just was able to connect with them. Like I'm connecting with you right now, right? Um, which I think is awesome. And like, when someone does say something like they, they will go like, they will go in and like, Hey, like, and give their point of view on it. Um, And so I've like sat back and like noticed that and those conversations that happen underneath the the post. uh, I think those are beautiful things too, uh, that take place. It's like this, we're, we're in this community, this tribe and, um, and we're trying to just trying to help people, uh, see and not have our free freedoms taken away um and and just be logical about about things and i just feel like a lot of things haven't been as, as logical at, at all um and that's the standpoint that i take um just like hey let's let's just think like that's it let's just let's just use these this thing up here <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, there's a whole lot of not of none of that going on. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. I have noticed that too. You know, I think when I talk to, I always like to talk to people on the podcast that come on about how they deal with social media, how they um, build boundaries with social media, and kind of a common theme is that they do have boundaries with yeah, social media, you and you have to, right? Um, but I do notice that on your page, it is like it is really a tribal mentality and there's this like group of individuals and you know if someone were to come at you I really feel like a bunch of us would, would be like yo right like because we see your heart right and if you gotcha, actually yeah, yeah. if if we if you read your post you, you actually can see your heart and how much you do care for people gotcha okay okay I really I do I do appreciate that feedback um yeah because yeah, that's exactly the place that um, that I try to come from in anything, right? Is mm-hmm. is coming from that place? Uh, so I do, I definitely appreciate that feedback. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, I have some fun questions that I always like to ask. Yeah, at got? the end of the show. Okay, cool. if you if you were stranded on a desert island and you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? One food for the rest of my life. One food. So it has to be like one ingredient. No, not necessarily. Like someone said corn dogs one time. Oh, oh, tacos all day. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tacos. <laughs> I love I love tacos. <laughs> what is the best meal you've ever eaten? The best meal, I would actually have to say um it's between a couple. So my my wife, she makes these uh, these fish bowls, um, and there, I would say it had to be in my my top. I would say definitely my my top because she makes a dressing that goes with it, um, and it's like this uh, cilantro rice, there's uh, beans, there's um, bell peppers in it, and and then she puts some fish on top of it. And then avocado and the, the dressing goes on top of it. It's like, it's amazing. So I'm going to have to go with uh, my wife's uh, fish bowls. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's totally speaking my language. What's, <laughs> what's the best restaurant you've ever eaten at? Best restaurant. Let's see. That's a hard question. Best restaurant. I'm going to say there's a restaurant in Atlanta. Uh, it's called Sundial. And uh, so it's at the top of this, this um, hotel, actually. And it's at the very top. Uh, it's way, way up there. It's tall. It's all tall, right? Um, and so the, the floor in the restaurant actually spins as you're eating. It doesn't spin, like, fast, right? Um, but it, it spins. So you get to see the entire city like as you're eating because it, cool. it's just it's just spinning and like I think it was more I'm gonna say it's more so the experience of yeah. being being able to see the city from that view from that perspective uh it was just an amazing experience and I was with my wife there so um it was awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's so much about the environment that goes into a good meal too when you're out hey <laughs> Like you, you could eat like a really bomb meal but it's like in some really shady restaurant you're like <laughs> Ah. <laughs> <Ruins> yeah, <exactly. it. laughs> 
what's the your favorite place that you've traveled to? Favorite place that I traveled to, I'm going to have to say, and it's going to be different, but this because I think it's very special to me because it was my first time outside of the country. I'm going to have to say Haiti. Uh, it was a one month Haiti. Um, I did a, a chiropractic mission trip there, and it was an amazing trip. Um, not to say like the the country is actually beautiful. I mean, I know they don't have infrastructure and things like that, but the underneath it, like the country is a beautiful place and mm-hmm. I see it. Um, and the people are absolutely beautiful. They're loving. Um, they're grateful. Like it was so different being over there compared to, <laughs> compared to being here in America. Um, and just being able to see how they live and how happy they are with what they have, because it's hard to miss what you don't have or you never had. Mm. Um, and then I think uh, uh, another piece of that is um, is being able to serve them. Like I probably probably adjust around four to five hundred people um, wow. in a span of like three or four days, uh, and we literally just we set up, bring our table and we have our hands right and we assess and we we adjust and it's uh, it's amazing to just literally from babies to 80 year like it's like anybody because they know when we come in like we're adjusting they, they actually call us like the the healers over there uh when we step over there um so it's just a, it was an amazing experience so i'm gonna have to go with that one mm, to have that like physical touch like there's something like about like physios and kairos like like just like the touch is just yeah it's it's something else it is. <laughs> yeah, right. it re- yeah, it really is. What is your favorite gym exercise? Favorite gym exercise? I'm going to go, even though I haven't done it in a while. Though, so I think it's still my favorite, though. Uh, the You know what? No, I'm not going to go with that because I haven't done it in a while. So it's not my favorite. <laughs> um, so what I'm doing now, which I love, is the uh, steel mace um it's a it's a it's a gym equipment it's like i'm trying to explain it says it's like a pole right so it's weighted pole and on the end of it has a, a ball on the end of it um so i have like a 10 pound steel mace and it, the reason i like it because you can do so many different things with it like you can swing it around you can do you can do literally anything with it uh, and get a good workout you can work on your mobility and your shoulders um mm-hmm. and it's just really fun like, it's just really fun. Um, and I just kind of feel badass doing it. So, so yeah, I love it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite television series to binge watch right now? Well, right now we're, <laughs> I don't watch any TV yet. No. <laughs> yeah, I have, so I, we have, yeah, we have like the kids, the kids do not like all we watch is, um, is probably Ryan's world or, uh, these kid YouTubers um, that's making millions of dollars from us watching them. Uh, <laughs> so my, my daughter loves loves watching those. So that's like the only thing that we even we even get a chance to watch. Like I we haven't. Um, but I would say that me and my wife do find time to watch uh, The Voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like watching The Voice uh, just to see this, uh, people singing, and uh, I think that's a pretty cool show. Um, so yeah, I would say it would have to be the voice because we don't watch anything else. Yeah, yeah, the kids yeah. take over. 
they literally they literally take over. Like anytime we try to watch a movie, we get like probably five, ten minutes into the movie, and it's like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the sacrifices you have to make, right? Yeah, same. <laughs> Uh, what's your most epic fail? And this can be like in any area. It could be in work. It could be in the gym. It could be in personal life. Epic fail. Uh, epic fail. Mm, I love your questions. <laughs> um, biggest epic fail. What would I say it was? So I'm going to have to go with, um, <laughs> it's funny. My, 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 uh, my wife and my uh, CA, they they make fun of me because what I did. So um, I had a patient, and he's gonna get his wife in. He's gonna refer his wife in, and he was telling me how uh, she was a, a a paralegal, and it, for some reason my mind didn't go to paralegal. It just it went to like paraplegic, right? So when so when he no when she came in. Um, and that's the thing about me. Like, I ask questions. No, I don't care, like, how it sounds or, like, I just, I'm not embarrassed, I guess. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm the one that asks, like, wild questions. Like, did he just ask that? So that's that's me. Like, that's that's just me. So, um, and so, like, I asked ask that question, but I ain't asked was she a, para, a paralegal. I asked was she paraplegic. Uh, and they just burst out laughing like it was the funniest thing so they, they give me crap about it every they give me crap about it all the time <laughs> amazing amazing i i love hearing people's yeah. fails so i think that was a big epic <laughs> okay uh last last kind of like fun question what's the yeah. happiest moment in your life happiest moment um so I would say each, literally, um, each time my, I have three kids and it's each time that they're, that they breathe their, this, this, this oxygen in, into this world, into the, the entrance of this world, it's just, it's just really breathtaking and it's, it's really hard to put into words because it's just like this feeling that you get, it's like, like, wow, like, this is like insane. Like there's a new human being coming here. Um, and, and my, like, you know, my DNA is uh, a part of them and it's just, it's amazing. So every, every single, every single uh, birth, it was, it's been that same feeling. Um, and it's just a feeling that you can't put into words, but it's just a, a deep feeling of gratitude, love. Um, and it's, yeah, I think it would have to be those. Mm, that's wonderful. Yeah. And what advice would you like to leave our listeners with in regard to health and healthy living? Yeah. Um, so what I've been what I've been saying, my message, my main message is uh, your health is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you are 100 percent um, accountable and responsible for your health. And so take it and own it and and really and really sit with it because I I and I'm coming, it's coming from a place of, of love and empowerment. Um, I, I think we should be empowered and um, medical providers should be empowering their patients as well. And I continue to empower my patients because I know what resides within them and I know what they're capable of. Is just, do they know it? Or 
let me educate you to be able to better give you the tools to be able to step into that and to step into your own power. So taking full responsibility for your health, not putting it on anyone else um, is the advice that I would give because I understand when you take full responsibility, then you're going to, you're going to take care of yourself. You're going to do the things um, and you're going to see the benefits of that um, throughout life and every facet of life. Mm. Mm, that's wonderful. And where can people find you? Um, mostly on Instagram. I love I love Instagram. I love that platform. Uh, hopefully I don't get kicked off. But <laughs> <laughs> I do have a backup account with uh, a little mustache on it. And, yeah, I uh, saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it is what it is. But I am on Instagram, Dr. Uh, Dr. Period Raymond Nichols. Um, and you can find me there, connect with me there. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, and I do, I am, I am about to release, I'm, I'm going to be doing a promotion on Instagram too, but I am about to release a, I'm going to just say it's a stress management program, right? Oh, we'll keep it at that. Yeah. Stress management program because a lot of people are stressed right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we need help and stress is def- definitely detrimental to our health um, and just vitality. So, uh, that's that's in the works um, in a couple months, actually. So, yeah, I'm super excited about that to be able to provide that value to people. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll, I will link all of your information in the show notes. Um, and then as you're doing those updates, I will be updating my listeners and my followers as well for that stress management program. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you okay. so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and offering us all of the incredible insight. I know that I've gotten so much out of this episode. So I know our listeners are going to as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate your light um, and just what you're doing. So uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.